happy December 1st, everybody. Welcome into another edition of The Voice of Camp Nathaniel. Mm-hmm. Stephen Bell here with you on the campus of Camp Nathaniel. And with me, as always... What have you got today? Okay, I've yeah, we're good. Ready? What, all right. I'm even including an adverb in with this one. All right, go for all it. All right. The festively angelic... Lee Sharp. <laughs> I don't know. If, you I don't, don't have to question what they mean. I, I mean, don't come feel on. very festive today. I guess I'm wearing a red shirt today. But <laughs> That's the closest we can get. It feels Christmassy like wearing <laughs> a red right. shirt. The festively angelic. And the reason that I chose those adjectives is because mm-hmm. it, it kind of goes along with what we're talking about today. Uh, we're, we're, we're a few, we're still a few weeks away from Christmas. Like, mm-hmm. like, you know, we're officially 24 days away from Christmas at, we the, are. at the time that this is being, um, uh, uh, put out on social media and, and on the podcast uh, website, all that good stuff. But really, even though it's December 1st, all right. Mm-hmm. And we wait with anticipation coming up to the 25th. And, and by the way, spoiler alert, we're talking about Advent today. Yeah. And, uh, but before, before that, the anticipation really, you know, for, for Christmas begins before December 1st. Some would argue that it begins right after Halloween. Some people... It's the clock strikes midnight <laughs> on, Halloween. on Halloween. Christmas carols are sung out through the <laughs> land. Right. And we completely bypass Thanksgiving. Which, by the way, if you have not checked out our Thanksgiving episode from November 15th, Go back and check that out, man. We had a blast. That was, was absolutely awesome. So, so let's start with this question, then, Lee, because all right, we need we need to get this out there. We need to okay. start. We need just need to start being more honest with people. Okay, not that we haven't been honest before, but you know, we're going to be more honest. Full now. on, full on transparency, right here, man. We're it's confession time. All right. Okay, Lee Sharp. Mm-hmm. When this year? Okay. When did you start listening to Christmas music? To Christmas music. That's right. <laughs> Did I start playing Christmas music in my car as I'm driving to camp? Okay. Um, I'll, I'll tell you mine, and, I, and I'm being totally honest. All right, when did you start? November first. November first, <laughs> dude. Right after Halloween, I started playing. The next day in the office, I started playing Christmas music, listening to them on my on my earbuds. There's audible. I could probably hear the audible groans of people around, <laughs> not yeah, County no. right now, going, "Ah, oh, he's one of those people." To each their own, man. To each their own. So, so what about you? Okay, see, I, yeah, I'm one of those people yeah. that the day after Halloween, I am ready to break out some Bing Crosby, some mm-hmm. Frank Sinatra. Uh, I may even tolerate Mariah Carey's. <laughs> um, uh, what, what's the one that she's all, in this all room? I want all I want for Christmas is you. I may you. even tolerate that one. At least the part of the beginning go, you know that part. But anywho, sorry. Carol of the bells. Yep. All right. So what about you? I'm here to make it worse. Uh oh. I was probably a week before Halloween. Wow! Suddenly, I I never felt bad to begin with, and and I still don't. So no, thanks. I don't feel bad at all. <laughs> okay, good deal. There is no shame in this, guys. Wow, wow! I'm excited about Christmas. Yeah, I'm excited we about be. celebrating and family coming together, and the the true meaning of Christmas. The that's right, Jesus man. Christ coming to Earth and being born. Like I don't know. I don't. I don't feel like I can wrap all that up in just one month. 
That, well, we, we, I gotta we shouldn't extend, have to. I gotta that's extend right. it out a little bit. Longer. Hey, man, that's exactly right. Hey, let's take let's take a few minutes here. We're gonna get to uh, we're gonna, like I said, we're talking about Advent, the anticipation for the birth of Christ, and we are going to uh, look into some scripture. We're gonna be in Isaiah. We're gonna go to the Gospel of Luke uh, a little bit here today. And uh, but before we do, uh, mm-hmm. a, a couple of things. Keeping in mind with the whole Christmas music thing, because you've got your you've got your secular Christmas songs, but but yeah. we've got some. Some carol, really things, yeah. Honestly, some some really deep, rich uh, theology in some of our yeah. Christmas carols, and, and this is something we want to encourage absolutely. you as our listeners to take some time and listen to some Christmas music here. Yes, indeed, and we've got man. some songs to recommend because they they put you in the mindset of the anticipation. Antici- the anticipation, the advent, the coming of the Christ. Absolutely. So let's talk about uh, let's talk about some of these to throw out there. Uh, some of these I know you're going to be familiar with. Um, one of them, maybe you're not. I don't know. I don't know how many people are familiar mm-hmm. with the song "Come Thou Long Expected Jesus." It is a newer one. It, well, I, I think it's new. I don't. I need see. to look it up now. Uh, let's see. When did? Uh, no, it's not new. It was written by Charles Wesley. Actually. Oh, never mind. <laughs> Charles Wesley. Uh, it's new wrote, to me because I did not know about it till the um, past I'm maybe try- three years. I'm trying to find a date on it right now, but uh, but I have it, it, I, I didn't prep that <laughs> beforehand, so I've just got it pulled up here. I've got the lyrics pulled up. Thank you, but, Mr. Uh, Wesley. But yes, uh, Charles Wesley, um, come thou long expected Jesus, and and let me just read some of the lyrics here, okay. all right, as we as we get going. Come, thou long expected Jesus, born to set thy people free. From our fears and sins release us. Let us find our rest in thee. I love this next part. Israel's strength and consolation, hope of all the earth thou art, dear desire of every nation, joy of every longing heart. That's just the mm. first verse, man. That's just the first verse. Mm-hmm. And then it, it gets it gets even better, all right? Because verse 2 goes on to say, Born thy people to deliver. Born a child and yet a king. Born to reign in us forever. Now thy gracious kingdom bring. By thine own eternal spirit, rule in all our hearts alone. By thine all-sufficient merit, raise us to thy glorious throne. All-sufficient merit. We, we just mm-hmm. th- There is a newer worship song called that, All-Sufficient Merit. Gotcha. And so the, the obedience, the faithfulness, the all-sufficient merit of Christ enables us who are sinners through by grace through faith, uh, justified in the sight of God because of Christ's finished work on the cross, uh, to be raised to his glorious throne and with him for all eternity. Um, th- this is, you know, come thou long expected Jesus. There you have the anticipation, the waiting for the ultimate, um, the ultimate goal that had already been determined in eternity past mm-hmm. that Christ would save his people from their sins. And so this is what we anticipate, the coming of Christ so that... Um, the salvation would be made um, it, it, so that he could say it is finished. It's finished. You know, it is finished. And now, now we go from, you know, a time where we where they awaited the coming of the Messiah, mm-hmm. and now we're in a time where we await the return of the Messiah. Messiah. So it's mm-hmm. it's still a time of Advent, man. 
every day. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> um, so, what, what's what's we, the, we had another one in here. We did have another song. Said, uh, oh, come, Emmanuel. The, oh, come, oh, come, the, Emmanuel. The classic yep. there that gets sung at. And you know what I love about that song, and, and not not to mention the, the theology of it and everything, but one of the things I love about this song, it's one of the songs, it's one of the few songs written in a minor key, so it's kind of this really haunting type Christmas music, you know, which is really I, the the lower tone of it always kind of helps for the for the men in the audience. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> a lot of a lot of All songs are sung are sung in the in the higher keys. The fact that you've got one that's more in the guys' range there yeah, is always it's, a it's good. It's always good. a good one there. Just reading the first, I guess set stanza? of stanza set the of lyrics stanza. here. O come, O come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive Israel, that mourns in lonely exi- exile here, until the Son of God appear. Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel shall come to thee, O Israel. So if ever there is an Advent song, you know, mm-hmm. you know, until the Son of God appears, O come, O come, Emmanuel, rejoice, Emmanuel, God with us, mm-hmm. shall come to thee, O Israel. And uh, just, just a fantastic song of anticipation. As you go through and you read the rest of the lyrics. Um, it goes through basically the history of Israel. It it really it goes does. through King David and Levi yep. and all all of the things that are leading up to this anticipation, this hope for the one who was going to come, the mm-hmm. one Messiah, the one King who would lead Israel and be the be the King like nobody else could be. And yep. you have him. His his name is Jesus. That's right, and he comes. And then and then we come and we're going to kind of end out this little segment here before we get into the word together. Um, man. Do you have, first of all, do you have a favorite Christmas carol? Because I do, and we're getting ready to talk about mine. I don't know if I do, actually. Yeah, my... I I like, as I I talk about listening a week before. (laughs) Come on, man. I just like all of them. You're listening I think they're all great. You're listening to Christmas music a week, like three weeks into October. I probably (laughs) have, I have to start that early if I'm going to listen to all of them. That's true. There's so many now. (laughs) Um, My favorite uh, traditional... Christmas hymn uh, of all time was uh, and and again written by Charles Wesley. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hark the herald angels sing, and and I love this. One of the first times that I probably remember the earliest memories of this I have is actually at the end of a Charlie Brown Christmas special. Okay, this is what the kids are singing. They're they're singing this at the very end. Gotcha. And and so they sing the first, um, they sing the first uh, stanza. Mm-hmm. And, and listen to this, man. Uh, hark the herald angels sing glory to the newborn king peace on earth and mercy mild god and sinners reconciled love it joyful all ye nations rise join the triumphs of the skies with angelic the festively angelic uh, hosts proclaim Christ is born in Bethlehem. Hark the herald angels sing glory to the newborn king. And this go this goes on, man. Um I, I love in one of the in let me try to find it in the other verses here. Um the Hark the Herald Angel uh, uh Hail the heaven born Prince of Peace, Hail the Son of Righteousness, light and life to all he brings, risen with healing in his wings. Mild he lays his glory by. 
born that man no more may die. Mm. Poetic genius for one, not to mention biblically and theologically accurate on all accounts. So, uh, man, just such an incredible um, Christmas hymn where it reflects on the the entirety of the gospel. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, starting at his coming as a child and then culminating in the fact that he is risen with healing in his wings. And, uh, and he lays his glory by so that man no more may die. He submitted himself and become obedient even to the point of death, even death on the cross, as we see in Philippians 2. So as you mentioned, hark the herald there. We were, we were discussing this episode yesterday down we, in we our were. office. And our own Daniel Stanley brought up... <laughs> yes. Brought up a very interesting fact or joke, however you want to call it there. <laughs> a fact? I wouldn't call it a fact. <laughs> Let's call it for what it is. Talking about talking about harking the herald here. Um, yeah. <laughs> can you, yes. Stephen? Can you can you name some of the angels that are named in Scripture for us? Well, at first I thought there were only three angels mentioned in Scripture. That mm-hmm. being Michael, the archangel. Yep. Gabriel, the one that, uh, you know, when Gabriel appears to Mary, mm-hmm. and then uh, Lucifer himself yeah. was, was an angel. That was a so tricky one there because that, that was you, you don't typically one. think about that. No, but you there, don't. But I got all three of those right. You got all three of those, but there was one more that you missed. Apparently so. And- you missed Harold. <laughs> Man. I forgot about old Harold. Old Harold <laughs> showed up to those shepherds to let them know. Oh, goodness. It says hark the herald, not hark herald the. <laughs> hark herald the angel sings. Oh, Is my Harold goodness. the one harking? That, that, apparently. Wow. Hey, uh, before we get into some scripture together and uh, to get us away from Harold as quickly as we possibly can, uh, a couple of um, resources to get. Mm-hmm. If you're looking for a. Uh, a nice tradition to start with uh, your family or just to read through yourself. A lot of people have things they like to read through as far as Advent, um, you know, in, in anticipation leading up to yeah. uh, December 25th. I've got a couple here that we've used as a family um, over the years that have been profitable to us, and I'd like to throw your way. Uh, the first is called The Way to the Manger. It's a family Advent devotional by Jeff and Abby Land. And uh, and it's re- it's 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 fairly... Um, it's fairly simple. It even has something here. It's got a little letter to the parents to let them know. It's got questions that your kids can answer at the mm-hmm. end. Um, it's got uh, verses to memorize. It, it's it's done really really well and laid out. It's very simple. It's a quick read. Gotcha. Um, you know, it would keep your kids' attention and, and it's not going to bore them to death. Nothing like that. But it's done really really well. And it's even got prayers for each day listed in there that gotcha. you you're welcome to use and, and you don't have to. But it's got questions that the kids can ask the parents. And mm. questions that the parents ask the kids. Okay, it's, it's it's interactive. It's very interactive. So again, that's the way to the manger, a family Advent devotional. Jeff and Abby Land, and then uh, we've got a uh, Ann Voskamp uh, wrote a. Um, well, I don't know if it, if it was particularly done for the purpose of Advent, but it's it's laid out that way. It starts on December first and leads up to gotcha. December twenty fifth. It's called Unwrapping the Greatest Christmas Gift: A Family okay. Celebration. Of Christmas, and again, it takes you through each day. And what I love about this is, uh, man, it just starts in Genesis, 
and it just takes you through up until the birth of the Messiah. And uh, I mean, you're going to get the whole it's, story. It's not going to hit everything, but it's a, it's a great way, man, to just, uh, you know, reminding us that the Bible is telling one complete story. Yes. The story of the redemption of God's people from sin by way of a, a promised Messiah being Jesus who mm-hmm. will rule over God's kingdom in a in a covenant relationship. And so Which is uh, what we're getting ready to jump into. With, is it though? It is. How do you like that? that for a segue? It is a good segue. The other couple <laughs> of things, those are really good devotionals for families and what if you're wanting to do something just on a smaller, more I guess individual level there, yep. and maybe you don't have any kids, different stuff like that. Um, reading through, and some people will do this as a tradition, they'll read through Luke. So if you're listening to this on December 1st, yeah. there are 24 chapters in Luke, which read means Luke one today. you can read through, read a chapter a day. By the time that you get to Christmas, you will have a fuller, a, a complete full picture, at least from Luke's perspective, on the Messiah. Yeah, man. And as you go into the Christmas day, you know that he is the one who you saw his miraculous birth, and then you he watched you watched him grow up and go through all of his ministry and his death on the cross and his rescuing of everybody there. Mm-hmm. And then you go into Christmas with all of that fresh on your mind. Yeah. Um, another you one go. to throw out if you want to run read through the book of. Mark. Mark. Mark, Mark has 16 chapters, and we looked at the... We, we looked, noticed something yesterday we, we about looked, the calendar, actually. We looked at the calendar. If you are reading a chapter a day for five days a week... So weekends are off. Weekends are off there. Right. You will finish on December 24th. On December 24th, yeah. So that's pretty wild. Either, either one there. If you're if you're wanting to go for the for the full one there, you go for Luke. <laughs> if you want the abbreviated, if you maybe go you miss abri- a day, the abridged then, version of the then you can jump into Mark there. But either way, you're getting a you're reading through one of the gospels, mm-hmm. which is preparing yourself, your heart, so that you are getting ready for the Christmas. That's you're, right. You're getting ready for the the coming of the Messiah there, which is what we want to encourage everybody to do. Well, speaking of getting ready, you know, we've, we've been saying, we've been talking about Advent. The, uh, the entire thing is this anticipation of the coming of the Messiah, of the birth of Christ. And there was, a, there was one figure in the, in the Bible that we see right at the beginning of the New Testament mm-hmm. who was talked about in the, in the prophet, uh, by the prophet Isaiah, mm-hmm. who, who Basically, he he was Advent. Basically, he 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 embodied <laughs> it. He was he was the guy that was preparing the preparing way and getting ready the way. Man. It's John the Baptist. John the Baptist. So uh, Lee is gonna uh, take us on a little journey through Scripture here mm-hmm. as we as we read, and I can I can read some of this too, so yeah. that you're not left reading all of it here. But we're going to uh, we're gonna head back to the prophet Isaiah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to pick up in chapter 9, I believe, yes. and then we're going to move on to Isaiah 40. So if you got your Bibles out, you can follow along with us. Yeah. And then we're eventually going to end up in the Gospel of Luke, which we've already made yes. mention of to uh, get you in the uh, in preparation for... So if the... you're reading chapter 1, you'll already have part of it down. Look at that. Awesome. All right, man. Let's, uh, so let's dive into the jumping, Word. Jumping into Isaiah here, um, and just the quick preface there, Isaiah was a prophet in the Old mm-hmm. Testament. And if you're curious, well, what does a prophet do? Well, a prophet is somebody who goes and talks to God and then goes and talks to and tells the people what God told him. Um, Prophets also would look at the 
the model that God had set out before them of how they should act and do Mm -hmm. and all those other sorts of things, the commands of God there. And he would look at the people and most of the time he would go, guys, we're not, we're, we're not even getting close. (laughs) Um, We're not mashing at all there. And then finally, the last thing that would happen is even as they're, they would talk to God, they go talk to the people, they, they see this model of how they should be and realize that they're not, God would also give them these, these pictures of the future of one day there would be the king, one day there would be the leader, one day there would be the, the Messiah, the Christ that would come and would lead the people and would do the thing that nobody else could do. And so this is Isaiah as he is as he's looking forward mm-hmm. and he's he is obviously he's already talked to God he has talked to the people and said guys you all are messing a lot of stuff up here but <laughs> but there's still hope and this is the hope right. it's starting in um, Isaiah chapter nine mm-hmm. um, going to read uh, verse two there and then verses six and seven and these are some classic Christmas things here so you uh-huh. may have very heard familiar these, passages very familiar for um, so I'll read two here if you want to read six and seven. Yep. so sounds verse good two it says the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light those who dwell in the land of the shadow of death upon them a great light has shined and and this this is kind of Mm-hmm. bleeding into what we see in the Gospel of John, you yes. know, the very first chapter. The way that he's the way that he speaks and the way that he talks uh-huh. about the way that he's spoken about, it talks about him being pointing to the light. That's right. Um and you can kind of sense the little bit of hope there because as Isaiah's saying this, I'm trying to remember now, the people are in captivity still. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they're they're not a very hopeful people. Yeah, really though. This is not a great place to be. They're they have been taken captive. They're not living in their homeland. And here's this prophet Isaiah going, guys, the light's coming. That's right. And you can you can anticipate it. It's it's going to happen. In fact, in verse six of Isaiah nine, he says, and this is the uh, one of the most familiar mm-hmm. passages we hear around Christmas time. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward, even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. I love the certainty. Of There's a lot of hope packed in so that there because here, man. again, these are people that are sitting in captivity. They're not hanging out in they're not hanging out in Jerusalem with with a king over them when they're like, "Well, of course uh, King David was here and of course his children are still in charge and they're over us." They're they've been drug off to faraway lands. It doesn't feel very hopeful. And, I, and, and yet I he love, speaks without authority that you're talking about. Yes, he speaks without authority. And I, I love what's happening here is the fact that, and a little, little play on words here a little bit, this isn't just a certain hope. This is certain hope. Mm-hmm. All right? Did you catch that? You like this is, a, this that? is a, guar- nice. a guaranteed. <laughs> this is a guarantee, man. This is going to happen. A child will be born. Unto us a son is given. Wonderful counselor. His name will be Mighty God. God in the flesh, man. And again, mm-hmm. takes us back to uh, the Gospel of John, one which we're, we're not hitting at right now, but still, uh, man, 
Such good stuff. Let's let's move on down to Isaiah 40, because mm-hmm. here we have... Because Isaiah about, doesn't just stop there. No, 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 no. Here we have the forerunner, man. Here we have um, coming in, talking about who uh, who will be the voice of the one crying in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. And, and you got to keep in mind, too, even though this is Isaiah 40, there's going to be a time that we uh, that we would refer to as the intertestamental period mm-hmm. between the Old Testament and the New word. Testament. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> intertestamental. That's a six-syllable word, man. Mm-hmm. Um in between the old and new testament we're talking hundreds of years like i think i think around 4 4 to 500 years there mm-hmm. where there was nothing just kind of silence yeah and so the people haven't heard from god and then john the baptist man comes flying into the scene and mm-hmm. here we have isaiah isaiah 40 verse 3 says the voice of the one crying in the wilderness prepare the way of the lord make straight in the desert a highway for our God, make straight a highway. We we know what you know when they make highways here in Eastern Kentucky. They uh, they just basically say, oh, there's a mountain there. We we'll need go to, around. We it. need to. Well, they either go around it or they just cut it right up the middle and go through it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but either way, it's uh, it's getting done. It's gonna happen. All right. So John and, the Baptist, and that gives you a visual there of how. This verse here, mm-hmm. the idea behind this verse is that whatever is in the way, we're moving it. That's right. It is If there is something that is going to block the path of God here, he says, get it out of the way. We're not going to put up with it. We're, we're going to scoot it off to the side. We got important things to do. And like you said, he, he comes flying in yeah. all of a sudden. It feels, it feels like he is making a way. Absolutely. Through the wilderness here. He Absolutely. Cutting straight to it. And of course, we move on into the Gospels now. We go to the Gospel of Luke, which again, if you're reading through the Gospel of Luke in this Advent season, you can read one chapter a day and bring you all the way up to Christmas Eve. And now we have the father of John the Baptist, Zacharias, Zacharias. and we have this prophecy that he uh, that he even lays out yeah. in Luke chapter one. Sometimes we forget about Zacharias. We do, don't we? He's, well, we get we get. It, and admittedly, we, we get really excited about the birth of Jesus. Absolutely. And so right. we're very focused on Jesus. Um, or we might focus a lot on Mary and Joseph and their journey and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but talking about Jesus' cousin, John. Yeah. Um, who Mary went to go visit and spend some well, time with Elizabeth. And there's jumping babies and <laughs> jumping babies. <laughs> there's jumping babies. There's a lot of exciting <laughs> things that are happening there that, you know, usually you're reading through it and you're like, okay, let's get to the Jesus part. I'm like, this is part of the Jesus part. This That's is right. what oh, is huge part. This is what is building up to mm-hmm. the story of Christ. That's right. And cause he didn't just appear one day and there wasn't any backstory to it. Right. It wasn't, there's there's a whole big backstory here. We don't want to just skip to the end of the movie and just be like, oh yeah, and we got to the final scenes. No, there's so much that leads up to this. Absolutely. Um, um, Luke chapter one, beginning in verse sixty-seven. Uh, we're gonna read actually all the way up through verse seventy-nine. So, uh, mm-hmm. uh, how about I take? Uh, you want me to take the first half? I'll take sixty-seven through seventy-five. Sure. Is that cool? Yeah. All right, we'll go from there. Uh, Now his father Zacharias was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, saying, Blessed is the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people and has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. As he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets, who who have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us. 
to perform the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant, the oath which he swore to our father Abraham to grant us that we, being delivered from the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. So again, you see this you know mm-hmm. he was you see this hope you see this anticipation of what is about to happen and Zacharias man he's he's i mean he's he says he's a prophet at the beginning which we just talked about what's a prophet is somebody right. who talks to God that's right and he, that's what he's doing here that's he's right. telling you what God has told him mm. and then jumping into that you know, the the blessed the, the lord of israel this is where jesus oh. comes from jesus is an Israelite, he's Jewish. Of this, the house of David. Of the house of David, mm-hmm. um, which is very important there. If you don't remember, David was, very the, important. was the king. Yep. He, he is the, like, he, he is the king to, to look back on, um, who brought Israel all together and formed them into the nation, and then, you know, it, it fell apart after that. But Of course, he, David he is, was, was not the Messiah. David was wasn't good enough. And so the but, promise would come at, at a later time. And God promised him, though. That's right. He promised him. He said, listen, there's always there's going to be one who is going to sit on the throne from your line mm-hmm. that's never going to have to get off of it. That's right. They never have to get off that throne. They get to stay there. And that person, guys, spoiler there, it's Jesus. <laughs> um, <laughs> spoiler alert. But then I love the way that it talks. It says in verse, let me look now. 70 there, as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets, whom he had been since the world began. Yeah. This didn't just start yesterday. As That's you're, right. As you're looking at that Ann Voskamp book, you said that mm. it starts back in Genesis. It starts in Genesis, man. The, one of the, the, the first recorded prophecy of the, uh, the victory that Christ would have over the enemy comes in Genesis 3 and verse 15, mm-hmm. where, it, where it says that he speaks to the serpent and said that you will, uh, I will put enmity between you and the woman, between her, your seed and her seed, and he will, uh, you will bruise his heel, but he will crush your head. And mm-hmm. so we have the first glimpse of what will happen through the coming of the Messiah and his victory over sin and death through his death, burial, and resurrection. There's also the the pointing to Abraham there that I absolutely love. Uh-huh. Right before that, it says that, um, and he remembers his holy covenant. Mm. And a covenant, if you're unaware, it, it's a promise. But it's not just any kind of promise. It's not just one of those things where it's like, yeah, I promise I'll do that, and then and then you forget. Um, right. Or it's one of those things like, well, yeah, 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 I meant to do that, but there was there was too many things that got in my way. I got really busy, and I just wasn't able to do the thing that I promised that I would do. For this is a holy covenant. Mm-hmm. This is a very very special promise that God makes that says, like you said, this isn't a uh, how did you say it? The certain hope. Oh, it is not a certain hope. It is certain hope. Certain hope. As in God is going to make it happen. And like we said earlier, if he has to move a mountain out of the way to make the highway, (laughs) he will move the mountain to make it happen. And this is, it gives you a little bit of a a testament to God there in how he is willing to push through and do the hard things. And he Mm -hmm. says, I'm going to make sure that this happens. That's right. And there is nothing on earth or outside of this earth or anything at all that's going to stop me from doing that. That's what God says here. He says, I'm, I'm going to make sure that it happens. 
it, it even mentions that there's enemies here that might yep. that, that hate them. And he goes, well, it doesn't matter if there's enemies. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> doesn't matter if there's a mountain in the way. It doesn't matter if there's enemies in the way. It doesn't That's matter right. what tries to stop me. This is what is going to happen. And what fuels that is God's got a deep love for his people. Mm. And because of that love, like a parent with a child, they are willing to push anything out of the way to protect that child. And, and speaking of parent and child, what, what does he go on to say in regards to John the Baptist here in verse 76? 76. Yeah. He says, and you, child, will be called the prophet of the highest, for you will go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation to his people by the remission of their sins. Through the tender mercy of our God, with which the day spring from on high has visited us, to give light to those who sit in the darkness and the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. I'm gonna I'm gonna come back full circle here and read another verse from O Come O Come Emmanuel. It mentions day spring. That's right, it? it does. It does. It says, "O come, thou day spring from on high, and cheer us by uh, cheer us by thy drawing nigh. Disperse the gloomy clouds of night and death's dark shadows put to flight. Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel shall come to thee, O Israel." So you think John Wesley was reading this one? I would think so. Yeah, <laughs> he's reading. He's <laughs> I, reading Luke. <laughs> I think he was pretty well versed in the gospel there. So, <laughs> and that's a and that's a beautiful. If you're and again as you're reading through, if you're jumping in and you're reading Luke one today, know that you are coming in a long tradition. Oh yeah, of people who have read through the gospels and it has inspired them to write songs. And <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> and to right. proclaim and to let other people know about this good news. Because the child that's being talked about here is, well, it, it's not Jesus there, the child there. It's it's John. John, who will prepare the who, way. Who prepares the way for Jesus. For Jesus, that's um, right. So it is about Jesus, but it's right here, it's it's about this one who is who is embodying admin, who, who is going to be the one who gets everybody ready and Bringing says, guys, about he's coming. The, the anticipation, king. man. That's the exactly king. right. And so, hey, listen, we, man, we, uh, man, good, good discussion, man. Good stuff. I love it when we can just break open the word like this. And, uh, and, um, especially at this time of year, I mean, we've, Shoot, you've already been listening to music, Christmas music for <laughs> a month and a half. <laughs> so, <laughs> get no, nobody, it gets you in the uh, mood real quick, listen, and, and, and that's something we want to encourage you. Listen to some of the Christmas music, and what, yeah. especially some of the songs that we mentioned here, Absolutely. because it's going to get you in that mindset of preparing. That's right. That is exactly right. Well, guys, listen, thank you so much for joining us on this edition of The Voice of Camp Nathaniel. We will be back on December the 15th mm-hmm. as we uh, look again into the Gospel of Luke. Mm-hmm. And, Chapter uh, 2 this time. And we're actually going to have a guest in the studio with us to join in on that conversation, aren't we? We will. Yeah. We, we As we were preparing for the episode, we had one of our newest wait, mission wait, 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 members. Wait, 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 wait. Should we leave them in anticipation? It's one of our newest mission members. He got really excited about he Christmas. He got so pumped up. So yeah. you'll, we'll, we'll let you know who he is on December 15th. All right, guys, have a great week, and we'll see you back here in a couple of weeks. Lee, have a good one, man. We'll see you.